Welcome to Ready, Set, Scale, a podcast that focuses on how to buy, sell, and use technology solutions in different markets. I'm your host, Shannon Tomlinson, Senior Director of Marketing here at ScanSource. On this episode, we'll discuss the public sector vertical, more specifically, government contracts and funding as we head into 2023. According to Gartner, government IT spending is expected to total over $557 billion in 2022, an increase of 6.5% from 21. Deloitte adds 77% of government agencies said that digital transformation initiatives pushed during the pandemic are already having a positive impact on their organizations. To help us all better understand what this means to our partners in the public sector, we have Heidi Scharf leading this session, accompanied by two subject matter experts from Cisco. Heidi, thank you for leading this one today, and now I'm going to turn the mic over to you. My name is Heidi Scharf, and I am an account executive here at ScanSource on the federal team. I have been with ScanSource just about under eight years now and have a deep heritage with Cisco. I was a part of Tamburg when Cisco acquired them and worked at Cisco for many years after that, prior to coming here to ScanSource. I have 25 years experience in the business and I manage our largest partners here at ScanSource in the federal space. So we're excited to have our speakers here today from Cisco. First off, I want to introduce you to Doug Lamoud from Cisco. And Doug, if you wouldn't mind doing an introduction of yourself, that would be great. Sure, Heidi, and thank you for having us on. We're thrilled to be here. So I'm a capture manager here at Cisco focused on contracts on the federal capture team. I manage contractual and business issues with GWAC and IDEIQ type contracts. I provide strategic consultative support to teams internally. Overall, I have a 20-year background supporting the federal government in one form or another. I joined Cisco a little over a year ago. Prior to that, I spent 10 years in the value-added reseller community, uh, leading teams to wins on key programs. Great. Thanks, Doug. We're excited to hear your insight in today's session. So thanks for joining. We also have Carolee Murphy with Cisco with us as well. Carolee, if you don't mind doing a quick introduction, that would be great. Sure. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Carolee Murphy. I am the partner BDM on the Cisco public funding team. To give you an idea of that team, the Cisco public funding team supports sellers, partners, customers as it relates to grants, bonds, E-rate, and stimulus. So things that we do, you know, we do research and funding reports and we check projects and training and grant promotion. What we we're trying to do is really guide people on their funding options based on technology projects. I've been around Cisco for 15 years. Yes, they hired me when I was a teenager, obviously. And our team, just a little more, we monitor public funding sources, keeping in mind technology projects that may be underfunded or require funding. And I'll also mention that we have a fully supported operation around E-rate. So I'm just one of many. I don't hesitate to leverage our team. And we love to say, don't do funding alone. (laughs) Well, that's great, Carolee. Thank you so much. As we are in federal busy season right now and trying to survive getting through this year's busy season, it's really great to know that you all are constantly looking at funding sources 
for our partners to help get them through what's important to grab the money where it's available. So what funding sources with that, what funding sources do you think people should keep in mind for 2023? Ah, good question. This is where I play the most. So I'll try not to talk too long, but there are multiple sources of funding. So you have E-rate bonds, federal, state, local ongoing grants, and COVID stimulus funding. The first two rounds of stimulus, they need to be tied back to COVID. So stimulus funding, think about facilitating safety and security, both cyber and physical. Think about creating hybrid learning environments. So hybrid learning, classroom device refresh, And for E-Rate, think about building campuses that are flexible. So that would include wireless routing switches and related licenses. Let me just give you a quick, just enough to be dangerous review of the funding sources. So you have bonds. That's a year-over-year option. So if you don't know what a bond is, it's a fixed rate loan to a school over a specific time frame. And if a bond doesn't work out, you can also leverage global payment solutions at Cisco, so aka Cisco Capital. For year-over-year grants, this should definitely be a part of a long-term strategy. So grants can be competitive. They can be a little bit more difficult to pursue. Depending on the challenges you're solving, there could be potentially a grant program that is a good match. For example... The U.S. Department of Agriculture and Distance Learning Telemedicine, I'll call it the DLT grant, is expected to open this fall. We have an expert on our team who can get into the details, but the Coles notes are the awards are between 50K and a million dollars, and the intent of the DLT program is to benefit rural areas with populations of 20,000 or less. And to me, okay, what does that even mean? What's tangible about that? So a colleague of mine was telling me that in NYC for K-12 schools, they use this grant, the DLT grant, to execute distance learning all over the state. So a student who may not be able to access a certain course locally will have access via distance learning. And that's all thanks to that DLT grant. Stimulus funding. So quickly, for K-12 and state local funds are still in play and entities have until 2024 to spend it. And people might think, oh, those funds are already spoken for, but it's really worth having the conversation, seeing what's still there. And I can provide you a link and you can see an estimate of what we think is still out there. Uh, For K-12, it's a great way to balance out things that do not qualify for E-rate. So think about collab and security. And for higher eds, quick update. Their deadline was supposed to be in the spring, so spring 2022, one year from when the money was allocated, but they were given another year to spend that funding if they had $1,000 left, and many of them did. So higher eds will be hitting their new stimulus deadlines this spring 2023, so two years from when the money was allocated instead of one. Two more things. So IIJA, I cannot talk about funding in 2023 and not mention IIJA. So the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act is providing $1 trillion over five years from FY 2022 to FY 2026. This includes $550 billion in new investments for all modes of transportation, water, things like power, energy, environmental remediation, broadband, resilience, public lands, everything. I say the IIJ is a bit of an Oprah moment. You know, there's money going everywhere to everyone. Hundreds of programs are being built out and customers, they're not going to see these dollars. We don't think so until probably the end of this year. 
One quick highlight, just to give you an idea of the program. So you'll have the state, local, tribal, and territorial, the SLTT grant program. That's $1 billion over four years. I think they're doing like $200 million this year, $400 next year, then $300 million, then $100 million. But that will be administered by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, F-E-M-A, it's definitely a good time to be in conversations. It's a good time to understand what committees are being formed. Because anticipating hundreds of programs, that can be a lot. Our market team, we did put together some IIJ enablement packages for you. So I'll make sure you have a link to that. The guides are set up by topic. So you can go into whatever topic you're looking at. So cybersecurity or broadband. And you can see grant highlights by the topics, care about industry drivers and solutions. We also included in those email and call templates and resources. So it really helps guide you when you're, it's a bit daunting looking at, oh, hundreds of programs are going to be made to cover all of this funding. Finally, just a little shout out to E-Rate. So E-Rate is the largest single source of year-over-year education technology funding for K-12 schools. We used to be able to just say it's the largest single source of technology funding, but because of stimulus, we have to say year over year. Our team, I'm going a bit aside here, but our team was originally formed to be a team of compliance, you know, to really protect dollars for our partners and customers, make sure everybody gets to fulfill what they're aiming for without making mistakes. And then stimulus and COVID happened and we've been able to say things like dream big. Um, That's just a funny word for a compliance funding team to start saying, but we got to say that over the past two years and we still get to say it for another year or two. So back to E-Rate, we're in year 26, year three of a five-year funding cycle. There's 60% remaining, so that's about 4.6 billion dollars. Category two spending, this is really interesting. So category two spending, and that's, if you don't know E-Rate, sorry, category two is everything in the building. Category one is everything on the way to the building. So category two is where Cisco plays the most. So the spending for category two in 2021, it peaked at $1.8 billion and then peaked again this past year at $2.4 billion. It was predicted to be around $1.63 billion. So that is quite the jump. And I'll just mention again that the need for networks to host floods of devices moving on and off all over campuses, that's not going to go away. And E-Rate is definitely one of the ways to accommodate that activity. Okay, that was a really long answer to a a really long, short answer. So that's why you have us. You don't need to know all that, but there's my answer to FY23 funding sources. That is fantastic, Carolee. (laughs) Really, we have a lot of partners here at ScanSource who take advantage of your team and the capabilities that you bring to the table. It just goes to show how much is out there for funding that a lot of people don't understand and don't go after. So we want to make sure we'll give your contact information at the end of this podcast and make sure that Our partners are taking advantage of those capabilities. There's a lot of expertise here at your fingertips. So, Carolee, thanks for that thorough answer there. (laughs) I'm going to switch over to Doug now. With all that money that we're going after some opportunities, I wanted to see, right now, we see a lot of activity on 2GIT for Army lately, and ITES 4 and First Source 3 contracts are all out for bid. Are there any government contracts that you see to be key to bringing in Cisco business in the upcoming year? 
Sure. So you mentioned a couple of them right there. The two GIT BPA was awarded early last year. We've seen, as you said, increased utilization there. Actually, that's that's a first use contract for the Air Force, technically the follow on to NetSense too. So we've seen some ramp up there. Also, as you mentioned, ITES 4H and, and First Source 3 that are in the middle of the procurement cycle right now, I believe proposals are due on ITES at the end of October. And DHS, First Source 3 also, I believe they are phase two right now. That's a two-phase valuation. <laughs> I know it's coming up soon. That's for sure. We've been getting a lot of activity there. <laughs> yeah, I hope you got that in. But so for fiscal year 23, certainly we would expect both of those to be awarded those are, are both first use contracts for the Army and, and for DHS. So, so those are big. I think, too, any conversation about key contracts for Cisco as far as business moving through, you would definitely be remiss in not discussing SOUP. SOUP 5 is and has been a huge contract for us in terms of, of Cisco business. And I would say as a point there, too, going forward, I know for partners that weren't able to bid on ITES or, or First Source, for example, I don't think it's too early to start talking about soup six potentially and start getting prepared for that and aligned. I would expect that the procurement cycle is going to start early in 2023. I think the the soup office actually said something about that, possibly about two years prior to the incumbent contracts expiring, which is April 30th of 2025. So I would think by the spring we would start to see some activity there as far as that goes. And for partners who, you know, it's very possible, I'm sure there, there are partners out there that weren't even around for the original Soup 5 awards in 2015. So certainly we would encourage partners to, to review and, and start reviewing internally and seeing what you can do to get aligned to, to capitalize on that as that ramps up. That's great. As we all know, it's an important part of our business. And, you know, we want to make sure that our partners out there are staying on top of it. Like you said, we have some partners that are new to the business. They're popping up here and there and really have a strong practice in the federal space. So, And we're seeing some of those small partners really have double-digit growth with Cisco. So you know, it's really important to keep on top of the contract part of your business. And if you need any help, either Doug, Carolee, or myself are here to help. So the next question I just was thinking about as I sit here in my beach house working from home which has been a wonderful summer. Of course, I do travel, but I think about the federal budget and what's happening with modernization efforts in support for work from home or work from anywhere, actually. What do you see in terms of the Fed budget supporting that going forward in 2023 and beyond? That's for either Doug or Carolee. Yeah, so I think we both have answers to this one, but we can, from my perspective, we can generally expect some consistent funding around working from home, particularly in the context of hybrid environment situations, so blended learning and being prepared for future crises. We settled in the in the ramp up to stimulus funding, we said a lot that funds were there to help entities move in and out of hybrid and distance learning models in the future. So while the threat of the pandemic, it seems to be receding, there will be some focus on preparedness and ensuring the continuity of services for state and local governments and students and healthcare, avoiding that full shutdown that we experienced during the early stages of COVID. Stimulus funding, FYR, 
still in play through 2024. And you'll see IIJA broadband funding for the next several years, which is a key part of working from home. The grants office is a third party that we work with. They don't expect to see a large increase in future federal budgets for working from home. So we may see more funding opportunities for public sector entities, you know, ramp back up for full capacity for in-person operations. But yeah, what Doug, what do you think? Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think I would add to that just the fact that the administration's budget request, modernization was highlighted as a major priority going forward for the budget. And I think obviously part of that is modernizing systems and technologies that enable remote working. And also not just for remote working, but there's a lot of security technologies around that that are essential to enabling that. So I think it certainly remains to be seen what direction things are going to go. Obviously, the COVID-19 situation seems to be slowly resolving. And at some point, we're going to settle into kind of a new normal. But what that is obviously remains to be seen as well. Great. Well, thank you both. I have to agree with both of those answers. And hopefully we do settle into something soon. But um, it's nice to know that the, the budget is going to be there for us to be able to pivot with regards to what's going to happen from being more flexible and working anywhere from anywhere from any time. So that's great. So as I'm thinking about what's going on in the federal space here and, you know, thinking about agencies and departments, where do you think that the growth and, you know, and SLED too, where do you think we might see most of the growth this year? Is there a trend that you're seeing of what agencies, departments are going to really have a massive growth in 2023 and beyond? So absolutely, we're expecting there to be growth. And on that note, you know, I'm very thankful to be on a team of experts who sort of instill confidence when it comes to trying to understand growth and the trends. The grants office who we work with, they point out that we're already seeing this with the recently passed Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, we expect the broadband and cybersecurity money to continue to flow. I mentioned that earlier. So the NTIA, FCC, DHS, FEMA, all of that with additional allocations beyond that IIJA money. And to add on to some of that working from home discussion, you know, one of the focuses is sustainability of operation and being prepared in the future and being prepared for future disasters. And as well as things like, inclusion and digital transformation, ensuring flexibility. So some trends that you can, you know, assume or anticipate or look at, you know, think about sustainability. So climate, green, as well as the continuity of operations. Those are big words that happened throughout stimulus, the continuity of services. That was a big deal. Digital transformation, so digital equity, safety and security, cyber physical, that's never going to go away. Economic and community development. And we're obviously talking about, you know, what does it look like to go back and be at work in person? Yeah, that's great. And it's so good to know that with what we've been going through the last couple of years, that we do have all that capability to take care of the security and everything else that we need to make sure that our schools are safe, our government is safe, and that we're really utilizing those funds for really good things. And Cisco Technologies just wrap around everything so beautifully to help with that type of security and support. So 
Yeah. One quick thing, you know, as you're seeing budgets grow and see that go into federal agencies, a lot of that money that's spending, we won't see that at the state and local levels until it, you know, becomes a grant. It gets passed down the line. So that's the sweet spot for the public funding team. We help navigate those grants. So you don't need to know all of us. That's great. Yep. And like I said, take advantage of the team that uh, can support you. So how do you think inflation is going to hurt the federal government spending in 2023 and beyond? Do we have any insight on that particular? Yeah, Heidi, as you said, I think it's it's like we're getting beaten over the head with this on a daily basis, right? It's just, <laughs> it's certainly top of mind for everyone, I think, not just in business, but at home as well. But so really, there's there's a couple of potential scenarios here, right? You know, the worst case scenario, obviously, being that inflation sort of forces or, or pushes us towards this path of going into a recession here. And hopefully what we see happen is, is these pressures will start to recede as time goes on. But let's assume worst case scenario that we head into a recession. Historically, the response has been to increase spend to stimulate the economy in a recession. So I think if it were to come to that, I think that the, you know, it seemed like the federal government would probably address that by more spend, really. So I would think at current levels or potentially modest increase there. Should we, you know, hopefully see a pullback here if they're successful in relieving some of this this pressure, we would see, I think, more of the same, right? So continued spend, modest increase in spend. And of course, I think going forward here, particularly with the midterm elections coming this year, we should notice that the continuing resolution mode will probably continue well into fiscal 23. And it could very well be that by that time, we start to see some progress on inflation. But anytime we're in a continuing resolution mode, basically the budget is going to revert back to or stay consistent with previous fiscal year spend. So I guess the long and short of this is there is no bigger customer in the world than the federal government, right? So they have, you know, they spend a lot of money and we would predict that that would continue going forward. So. Absolutely. We can continue to fund our schools, our government, our first responders, and everybody who deserves to have that funding to keep us safe and secure. So thank you, Doug and Carolee. We really appreciate it. And with that, we'll end our public sector podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. We'd like to give one last thank you to Carolee and Doug from our featured supplier, Cisco, and a special thank you to Heidi for leading the discussion about government trends and the public sector. And as always, we'd like to give a special thank you to our other sponsoring suppliers, Zebra, Axis, Datalogic, Honeywell, and Polly for making this podcast possible. We hope the listeners of Ready, Set, Scale gain some valuable insights into the public sector. While some people may be hesitant to expand their public sector offerings, our team at ScanSource can help you navigate any obstacles. As always, feel free to reach out to our ScanSource representatives if you're interested in exploring new opportunities in this or any other market. Our team of experts are always ready, willing, and happy to evaluate your solutions to find new ways for you to grow your business. Do you have a business question you've always wanted answered but haven't had the opportunity to ask? If the answer is yes, please visit scansource.com slash question and submit your question. It could be featured on a future episode. 
Also, be sure to stay in touch and follow ScanSource on LinkedIn and Twitter for industry-related content, as well as what's happening at ScanSource. Until next time, remember to thank ScanSource for all your technology needs. Thank you.